Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. I'm done. Hi, I'm Alyssa. (laughs) Week over week, I'm still Alyssa. Holy crap, I almost actually forgot to come in. Listen, you did. I almost, I almost forgot, folks. We are on the third, uh, third episode out of three that we are recording all in one day. We are coming at you from three weeks ago. We are a little bit tired, I would say, at this a point. A little bit delusional. Just a little bit. Only slightly. Just a little we bit. We have to have fun with it. That's what makes it go by really fast. Yes. Uh, we are finally on the final hour, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I am currently thinking about the... Just getting home. Ooh, yeah. Eating dinner. Yep. Putting sweatpants on. Oh, laying on my pillows. Because don't get us wrong, guys. We love making this podcast for you guys, and we have so much fun doing it. But this but podcast... At the same exact time, it is, still, it is still work. Yeah. There's still a lot that goes into planning these things, and even actually, you know, being a personality, talking to you right now. Being the podcast personalities that we are. Takes energy. It does. This is also episode 49. Which means we are that much closer to our one-year anniversary, the live show. Yes. Talk about putting in some work. So on our actual one year of making the podcast, I mean, it's... We'll be here in Gotham. We're going to be here in Gotham. Um, What better way to celebrate than with the studio that has helped us... Exactly. ...be the podcast we want to be. But our special live show is not until July 27th. At 7.30 p.m., yes. doors open at 6.30. By this point, I'm hoping that we have access to tickets already out. Now, tickets. Price. TBD. TBD. <laughs> All right. So hopefully- at this point in time, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have the ticket link in our bio. You'll be able to reserve your ticket. Um at most, they will be $5. So if you're thinking about budgeting for this, the show will be $5. Yes. On the note that we decide to make the show free, they could be free. But because we are coming at you from the past, we haven't got that far in planning yet. But we have every other detail. The live show is July 27th at the Williamsburg Music Center. Doors open 6.30. Show begins at 7.30. And we will be at you guys 7.30 to 9 at this prominent prominent incredibly cool jazz club right in the heart of williamsburg yes the space is super cool it is we super, just saw it yes we are very about it um it's so easy to get to you can take the m train i know the l train is having its issues so if you want to take a different train you can take the m train all the way to marcy avenue and it's a super quick walk mm-hmm. about two to three blocks so only a five minute walk from the train yeah we we took the m train in yesterday but we made the mistake of taking the L train out and, and oh mm-hmm. my goodness it's every 20 minutes to get to Manhattan I didn't think it was that bad that's that's so bad because it's every 10 minutes for Brooklyn for the, the Rockaway Park bound train I would it's have rough. never thought it was every 20 minutes from it's Manhattan. rough you people that rely on the L train may you the could force also, be with you oh. I don't know what to tell you here I'm sorry this is rough it's a no from me but you can also take the ferry. The ferry is also, you can use your Metro card and have a little fun trip and have a little drink or two and then come to the live show. Yes. One Which, thing. I'm hoping that because when this episode comes out, it'll actually be the week of Memorial Day. Yes. That's like three weeks from now. Yes. I'm hoping we have our shit together by then. It will be. We'll have the ticket link. 
Otherwise, all full details will be within this week's bio and every bio to come. Mm-hmm. We will have the flyer posted on our Instagram for further information. Also on our Twitter. We've been talking about doing a Facebook. So in the event we actually create a Facebook page, it will be on there as well. More details to come. Uh, but we have some very special guests who will be joining us as surprises. And we are so excited to do this with them. They are people who have been with the podcast for a long time. And they're also people we look up to um, as other podcasters. So we're super, super excited to be doing it with them. And there's Mm -hmm. lots of fun surprises that are going to happen at the show. Yes, we are just planning on having a good time. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk some shit. Mm -hmm. We're going to do all the things. As one of my favorite podcasts, Shaken and Slurred says, we're going to shoot the shit and the shots. Uh, I love their catchphrase. I think it's great. Shoot the shit in the shots. If you've oh never goodness. heard Shaken and Slur just yet, you should. It is a great podcast, but it is one of the really cool things. They are anonymous. So they are Dirty Shirley and Lemon Drop as the hosts. Although I know one of them, but I will never reveal the identity. Yeah, because then that defeats the purpose. It does defeat the purpose, but what they're doing is great, and I love it. Every week, they bring a guest on, they have a drink with them, and they always post the drinks that they make. I want to make one of the ones they just made. They made, like, a fishbowl. They had a mermaid on, like, someone who's a real-life mermaid as a job, as a profession. Yeah, I know, has a tail and everything, and so they made fishbowls. Excuse me. That's a career option. Yeah. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I wanted. <laughs> That's what you wanted to be. Listen, when I was three, yeah. Oh, everybody wanted to be a mermaid right, of some listen, sort. Listen, that would also that okay. Honestly, honestly, that'd be cool as shit. Now, are you kidding me? To say you're a mermaid? Come on, come on. That's cool. Oh, it's super cool. Um, I'm very jealous. Man, <sighs> I want that job. Right, <laughs> but back to the point. We're gonna have a good time. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a ton of fun. So make sure you are there because you don't want to miss this. There is limited seating. So please, please, please reserve a ticket. If you reserve a ticket beforehand, you will have guaranteed entry. If you want to show up on the day of, you are more than welcome to do so and buy your ticket at the door. Prices won't change. However, you may not be guaranteed a seat and there could be standing room only, but we are welcoming everybody to come. So reserve your tickets in advance to have a seat. Otherwise, we'll see you at the door on July 27th. My goodness. I'm so ready. I'm ready. (laughs) But you know what's been tough? The podcast has been a ton of work. But it's also like I consider a part of my personal life. And it's a good segue into kind of what we're talking about this week. Mm -hmm. It's about separating your work life from your personal life. Because I have been kind of struggling as I consider the podcast work. But it's not. We're not getting paid to do this. We're doing this because Mm -hmm. we love to do it. And it's tough to, like, separate the two worlds because I have what I call corporate Alyssa and then I have keeping it together Alyssa. You've seen corporate Alyssa before. I have. Corporate Alyssa is a little bit more lax now because she had an agency. But it's tough sometimes because you have to know when to turn your work life off and turn your personal life on and vice versa. I have a very hard time with this, just in the industry that I'm in. Yours blends together. It blends together so much, and it's it's very it's very hard to distinguish where the line is drawn. Yeah. For me, it can be pretty easy to draw. It can be easy to draw the line, but it's also hard to get it blurred because what's very common in the workplace is having a quote-unquote work family or like a work wife or a work husband. I don't believe in having those. I think I've it's stupid. I've heard of those, but... I think it's stupid because it can blur your lines into is this person 
a good employee or are they just a good friend? It's great if they can do both. If you can be a good employee and have the work family dynamic, props to you. Props to you because that is a tough thing to do. And it's also tough because you never want to take things personally at work. And that's where I think a lot of issues can stem from because you want to know that business is business and anything outside of that is not. You know, it's show we see this in often. We see this and often in the office. Michael Scott has a very hard time yeah. differentiating between Honestly, work yeah. and his friends. Because if you watch the show, you can tell he wants everybody to be his friend. Uh, but in reality, he's the boss. And, I mean, it becomes very apparent in in an episode in an earlier season he has to fire somebody. And he has a very hard time firing someone because he's not – he ends up not doing it based on merit. He ends up firing the least popular person or whatever. And that's, that's not right. That's not right. I mean, granted, it is a TV show. And Still, a- though, that happens in the real workplace. Like, that's a real thing that happens in corporate settings. It does. I've seen it happen in really? other jobs that I've held. Oh, yeah. Not at my current place. My current place is awesome. I really do enjoy working there. But places I've worked at previously, I've seen this so many times. So many times it's not okay. Um, And it's it's hard to really separate it. One of the best pieces of advice I've, I've received from somebody was when – um, I was still working in TV and it was going to be the first time I wasn't going to be in an entry level position. I was moving up into the type of level of career I'm at now. And they said, whatever you do, make sure to distinguish your personal relationships from your work relationships, because you don't want to create a personal relationship with somebody who is in the level beneath you. If you're managing somebody, you were going to have to draw the line at this is a work relationship and not a personal relationship. And it was a strange thing for them to tell me. And it it didn't really click right away until I was actively managing someone underneath me. Not like that I'm a manager, but in terms of, hey, you're going to help me with this project. You're going to have to help me here because we work on the same uh, systems and we work on the same type of accounts and we're doing this together. And there are some title level projects that have to come about that. And it can be really easy to blur the lines and create a personal relationship at work when it comes to doing like these project type yeah. based things because you want to be there to help and you want to be there to work together. But there are certain things that unfortunately in the corporate world where titles come into play. It's a thing that I hate, but it's also a part of it that you work hard at those entry level jobs to move up to the next one so you don't have to do the bullshit work again and by and it just continues right the yeah. higher up you go the more responsibility you get and you don't have to be in the weeds as much and it can get really hard for that line to be blurred cuz there's a coworker who I used to work with she was actually my manager at one point um back when I had a job in Columbus and now we are extremely good friends but while she was my manager We didn't have that type of personal relationship, and I'm super thankful for that because I think my job would have been completely different had we had a personal friendship type of situation, and she was the best boss I ever had, and she's now also a really good friend of mine because we were able to distinguish the work relationship from the personal, and so when I would have work reviews and I would get feedback, I could understand where it was coming from. Yeah, I could definitely see it uh, because, you know, if if you have, like, a friendship— you know, you might be giving this person preferential treatment mm-hmm. or you're going to you want to give them more work, important work to do because mm-hmm. you trust them as a friend. You may not trust them as an, a work employee, but you trust them as a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's a or, tough line. Or um, 
they might be doing a bad job, but you can't tell them that because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Exactly. Um, so there's there's those aspects of it. So it definitely makes sense that in a professional environment, you have to be professional with your other work people. And feedback in general in a professional environment is tough because you know what they're trying to tell you is coming from a good place. But sometimes you can take it too personally. And I struggle with that sometimes because I know what they're telling me is only going to help me. They're telling me this. They're giving me this feedback because they want me to improve. They want me to do better. But sometimes we might not see that, right? Yeah. And we take it a little too personally and we can't do that. Again, business is a business and you have to see the feedback you're getting is because they want you to be better at the business. They want you to be better at what you're doing and this is only going to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, when it comes to a job, you're there to work mm-hmm. and you're there to make whatever company you're working for work yeah you know and that that's the main goal at the end of the day feelings aside mm-hmm. i mean it, it sounds like a harsh thing to say but it is though that, i are, mean that's that's how it is you're there to do a job you are there to help better the company and the business and the industry you're in and as long as you have that positive mentality going into it you're going to have positive work come out mm-hmm. but it's also important to turn your work life off another great piece of advice i got was on the weekends you can look at your email do not respond to an email. There's always going to be work to do. There is never enough time for life. Mm, I like that saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, that definitely makes sense. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think of how I do this because obviously we're in two different industries. Mm-hmm. And I guess one thing that I do is on my one day off on Saturdays, I try my best to not go work out or go to the gym at all. And I give my day, I give myself one day off away from all of it. Like, mm-hmm. I won't even program on a Saturday. Um, but are you going prospecting clients? No, I actually haven't done that in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it's very overwhelming because as it is, I work on Sundays as well. Mm-hmm. And to be working seven days a week, that's not, yeah. no, I don't want that. Um, I will work on a Saturday if I absolutely have to. So, for example, if I... If I need to pick up clients because I have to make minimums or if somebody mm-hmm. needs coverage or something like that. But I do my best to not work on Saturday so I have one day of separation from mm-hmm. my job in yep. whole. I mean, so yesterday, yesterday I did work out. But I mean, we went to a track. We ran. I wasn't actually at the gym. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just things like that. I mean, even this coming Saturday, I already have plans to go do something else. We're going to the yeah. women and podcasting things. So I, you know... I won't go to the gym at all. I'll give myself mm-hmm. that one day of separation. Again, it's important to turn the work life off so you're doing the things that you want to do. It also comes down to time management, which which we talked about a few weeks ago. But it's so important to factor in your personal life. The term like workaholics, I hate it because I know there are people out there who do that. I was talking to a coworker one day and they were telling – I was asking them like what they do outside of work and they were like, not much – like, what do you mean? Do you not have hobbies or interests you do outside of work? And they were like, no, I'm just here all the time. And then the weekends is just like, uh. I'm like, you don't have interest outside of work. See that? That's not good. You need to have something outside of work because at the end of the day, your job is not going to last forever. No, you're going to move on to another job or another industry. And one day you're going to retire. And if you don't have things you enjoy outside of work, what are you doing? <sighs> what are you doing with your time? But. Having that thing you do outside of work helps stem your creativity. It helps you find a time management skill. 
And it also just makes you a better person. Like you have something that brings you joy and satisfaction and happiness and contributes to your overall personality and character. It also just gives you that mental break that you need. Yeah, it's great. I mean, why? one huge reason I love that we do this podcast and we've been doing it for over a year is because I was getting stuck in a rut of going to my nine to five when I had a different job last year and I just kind of felt blah. And I'm like, I need to do something that is helping me think outside the box. It's helping stem my creativity and it's also bringing me joy. And when I first started thinking about doing a podcast, you were the first one I thought of doing because I was like, this bitch also needs to do something. Yeah. It's true. We were both stuck in a rut when we first started thinking about doing this show, you know? And I think it's really helped us because now Sundays are our days where we have the podcast work. We always factor that in and we're always coming up with new content and new ideas and new things to make us Mm -hmm. have a better show, be better hosts, be better personalities on this thing. Yeah. And I mean, we're tackling different topics and we're talking about things that well, some things that people don't want to talk about. Exactly. Some things that people aren't just thinking to talk about. But you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think so- one, of the, one of the best episodes we had, and it was one of the best episodes for me, was when we talked about my grandmother passing away earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the most mentally tough episodes I've ever done and one of the most emotionally tough episodes as well but I remember going into work that next week and it was one of the best weeks I ever had at work because I felt like I released a ton of emotions because I had this outlet to do so Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean having that outlet whether it's talking on a podcast or it's you're playing music you're writing a song or you're um, I don't know you're going boxing you're doing something to let out an outlet because you're doing something where it's not only work Yes. You're doing something that actively brings you joy. And there's people who really think their careers actively bring them joy. And if you you have that, I commend you. That is incredible that you want to have your life revolving around your work. And that's great. But that's not everybody. Yeah. Right? That's not – there's not many people out there that can do that. But also, too, when you are so involved in your work, you're missing life on Mm -hmm. the outside of you. Um, yeah, you know, like there, there are people who work these crazy corporate jobs, like fathers that are missing their kids things because they're still at work. Same with mothers who are doing that. You're missing, you could be missing holidays. Mm -hmm. You could be missing all this stuff because you're so invested in your job. And it's great to have those people who are so invested in their jobs and not to say those are bad people, but my personal opinion and my personal thoughts Are that I need to have that separation because when I get so consumed in my work, I neglect my personal life and I do get in uh, moods of depression and anxiety and it just doesn't end well. And then it translates to me not performing well at work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to know who you are outside of work. And especially if you do have work relationships that translate to personal relationships, it can also really, really drastically affect your personal life and drastically affect your your moods and can just make you into this person that you don't want to be. I know that from personal experience and it's not great. And so I've learned to really draw that line of you are my work friend and this person is my personal friend and the two will never clash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about... um I've I've dated personal trainers before. Personal mm-hmm. trainers obviously that I haven't worked with. But it's like every time I got together with that person, 
we kept just talking about training and stuff like that. I'm talking about work. And don't get me wrong. I love health and I love fitness and all that stuff. But when you're around it all day, every day, sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's like me and advertising. I love the world of advertising. I think it is one of the most interesting industries out there, especially what I work in. Digital and I commend you for thinking that it's interesting because you've tried to talk to me about it before. And like, I start listening and then I just zone out. Like what? I try to be a supportive friend, but oh my I don't God. get when it. When I talk to it about my boyfriend, he's like, Alyssa, this is nowhere stimulating to me. I'm like, great, but it is to me. But I remember before I was dating Scott, I tried to date people in the advertising world at different companies and whatnot. But again, we were only talking about our jobs and, We were only talking about new things in the industry. I'm like, this isn't a relationship. This is work. This is networking. This is not, it's enjoyable, but it's not, it's not what I'm here for. It's not why I'm doing this, you know? And I love having my work relationships and I spend time to network with them and we do our work events outside of work and we'll go to seminars and do all that stuff with, and that's great. And that's about 70% of my life. I mean, having, having good work relationships is a good idea it makes it more enjoyable yeah to go to work you feel like you have a little bit of more of a place at work you got to have the work friendships but you also have to draw that line as to how much you want them involved in your personal life like yeah there's there's that happy medium for me i don't really talk about the show at work because the show to me is my personal thing and it's where i can completely let myself out i can completely be myself and i don't feel like i have to hide and put my corporate hat on you know what i feel i feel the same way um i mean i've mentioned that we run a podcast to a couple of people but i don't actively announce it when i'm at work i mean just because podcast sabrina is different from you know trainer sabrina exactly and you know and i and i like to have that difference because Mm -hmm. not to say that the podcast isn't professional but there's a professional persona that I have to put on yeah. when I'm at work so that people trust me. Like, Hello, if, corporate Alyssa, yeah. non-corporate Alyssa. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm going to be a trainer, I want people to trust me as their trainer mm-hmm. and then understand that, like, I know what I'm talking about. I have all these certifications, stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes on this podcast we get a little bit wacky and that's fine. We get and wild. We, we, we get wild and that is a side of me that I don't want to announce to everybody in the workplace. It's and a that proud, makes sense. Everybody everybody has that line. And it's a proud part of who you are. Like this podcast, I'm so proud of it. We've been doing this shit for a year when mm-hmm. I never thought we would get this far. Yo, I'm still amazed. And I'm so proud of the work we've created and the work that we've done. And I'm also really proud of the place I put myself in my career, in my industry. And I'm, I think I'm doing a pretty good job at balancing both and making sure I have my work front and this front. And I talk to the show with people at work who I know won't ever look at it differently and look mm-hmm. at it as something cool. Because um, I never want to blur those lines. Yeah. Right? I never want to make sure that – I always want to make sure that I am presenting the best front possible in any type of situation. Yeah. I mean, that's how exactly you have to be. I mean, mm-hmm. so for me as well, I'm super stoked that we have this podcast. I never thought I would be – a podcaster. Yeah, I mean, what the You hell? know what's really funny is that I was looking at my Facebook memories um, about, like, oh, my God, how long ago was 2013? Six years ago when I had to do job shadowing for high school, I actually job shadowed a two radio hosts for, like, the local radio station or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually told me don't go into broadcasting at all. Wow. <laughs> he told me not to do it because it was really. Dying. 
Um, but I don't think back then they could foresee how popular podcasts were going to get. Nobody even really thought about it in the early 2000s, but then it just kind of became a really good new thing that nobody understood. Mm-hmm. And it started with like a few shows. I don't really remember like what the first podcast was. I think there was like a bunch all at once, but people found it intriguing that you had these radio personalities who could be on a show with music, but they weren't really stemming their creativity, right? They were doing, like, a job. And they felt like they needed to have a platform where they could talk about the shit that they wanted to talk about and the issues and the ideas that they had. And that's where a lot of podcasts came from. I think I've actually studied podcasts a lot in school because they are a newer thing of advertising. The world of podcast advertising is super new and it's very different. I mean, we have our, we're ambassadors with Muslim backpacks, you know, we've talked about it then before where you can get 20% off your purchase by using code, keeping it together. But beside the point, (laughs) beside the point, the world of podcast advertising is a thing because you have people who are listening to us right now and engaging with us on social media in different ways and, For advertisers, it's a great, unique way to have high engagement. And people were kind of afraid of podcasts because they were afraid of the smaller ones where you're not reaching a mass audience. And because now we have such a wide pool of podcasts out there, it does make it hard to stand out there. But we have you all for that. You guys are awesome. We do. We love you. I don't think we've said that lately, but we love you. But we love y'all. Y'all keep us going. We appreciate you. You are smart. You is kind. You is important. You is beautiful. You is the best podcast listener base we've ever had. They're the only one we've ever had. That's also true. (laughs) But my point being with podcasts as a whole, they are this kind of area that sometimes people don't understand and, and people are afraid of getting into something that they don't understand. And it can be the best thing for you at times and can help you in your work life. This show has helped me so much develop my professional career and helped me become a better presenter, a better speaker, a better personality, and just kind of shape me into who I am. And that's why I think it's so important to have things outside of work because they can contribute to so many different things in your life to make you an overall better person. Yeah. I mean, when you're at work, your mind is only working a certain way. And it's running on a certain, you know, spectrum, speed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do these other things outside of work, it changes the way that your mind is going. It changes its speed. It changes its direction. And, you know, I think we've said this earlier by changing that headspace, mm-hmm. coming back into the other one. Yep. You take it a little bit differently. You have a fresh head. You have a fresh way of thinking. You have a new perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And life is all about finding a new perspective. It's all about how you look at things. And those new perspectives can make work a lot easier, you know, especially if you're stuck in a rut. Um, Yeah. Like going back on that point of workaholics, like where do the breaks, where are they? Where do they come from? Where are they at though? Where are they at though? But it's true. You know, you got to find a balance. I get so stressed out for others that don't do that and are at the office when I'm leaving at seven o'clock. I'm like, why are you still here? Like, please go home. Like, don't stay late. Like, that's not unless you actually have work to do. I get it. But like, what are you going to do at nine, ten o'clock at night that you can't do at seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning, you know, and going home and getting that rest to give you the energy you need to get shit done is so much better. Oh my God, sleep is so important, guys. I was reading. Get enough sleep. Ugh, true. Get enough sleep and drink enough water. 
Oh my Never gosh. have enough of both. They need both. You know, we didn't talk about that on the last episode, <clears throat> sleep and water. No. But those are both very important for a healthy lifestyle. And also important for work. Like, if you're taking care of yourself in your personal life, you're going to take care of yourself in your work life. You know? I was reading this article on LinkedIn the other day. I've been on LinkedIn a ton now. There's so much good shit on there. But one of them was talking about how a good manager teaches an employee to stop working at a certain time. Right? That a good manager will tell you, you can do it the next day. Because it's still going to need to get done anyways. And a good manager will tell you it's time to turn your work brain off and it's time to go enjoy life a little bit. And that's so important. I know some managers out there from previous jobs I've had who are like, no, you always have to be on your phone after work. And you always have to be checking things and emailing and doing projects and tasks on the weekends. You shouldn't have to work on the weekend. No. You're not getting paid on the weekend. Hell no. That's the thing. If you ain't paying me, I ain't doing it. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are times on Sunday nights I will go through my inbox, but that's different because that's I'm different getting ready. Sunday night, like it's, you're getting ready for the next day. I got the same work thing the next if you're day. Doing it Monday night. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. But I also make sure that I'm not checking it obsessively. I'm only checking it if I absolutely have to. I'm only doing something work related if I absolutely have to when it's not my work time. But again, my point being, you it's it can get tough to draw the line. I've had it tough lately because work has been so crazy. We've had so much going on and I've been taking on a lot more responsibility. And when you do take on more responsibility, it can get hard to turn off your work life for a bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I have such a hard time finding that line because my two worlds they blend together how do you try and turn your work life off well let's see for starters like i said i don't i don't work out on saturdays my day off Mm -hmm. i just don't i don't go in um what else do i do (laughs) you're struggling i'm struggling this is also like how many minutes are we into this episode? I don't even know at this point. I think we're like over halfway through and this has been like the longest episode because my brain is not. We've also been in the studio for like three hours. Yeah, my, my brain is not functioning properly. Um, Jesus. I mean, so yes, I do have friends from the gym, but I am not friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. If I get invited to say go out to dinner or out to drinks with some members like i'll do it but i don't actively do you think that's work to go out and like get drinks with people no um but what i was gonna say is that i don't actively try and like hang out with them Mm -hmm. does that make sense because i know that building good relationships with members is a good thing in the sense Net that they're working is everything. Yes, they're going to trust me as a coach, but then they're, it's also going to build a stronger community amongst everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah, but again, like I'm only good friends. Like I'll hang out with them. Like maybe like just a handful of people mm-hmm. from the gym. I know I cannot be friends with everybody. Right. Um, no one can though. Cause at the end of the day, like, if I'm a coach or if I'm working for a desk or I'm a personal trainer, whatever, I got to I gotta do my job. Yeah. And I got to do it right. If and it's you're... important to like your job. Yes. Yes, like, that is true. 
What's hard for me is I love the world of advertising and I try and do so much to continue learning, to continue growing. But sometimes I get so caught up in it, I forget to do the things that I enjoy outside of work. Because that's where I my issues with Blurred Lines is there's so much in advertising that is so intriguing and interesting, whether it's mm-hmm. TV or digital or programmatic or with podcast advertising or one of my favorite piece, ways to advertise is called out of home. So, for instance, um, subway ads, I think, are always intriguing. Uh, and I'm always learning different ways of out-of-home advertising or, like, what we see in the elevators. You know those little TVs that tell you little news facts and mm-hmm. the weather? That's out-of-home advertising. Uh, that stuff to me is so interesting, and I'm always constantly reading about it. And sometimes I get so caught up in, like, work fun stuff that I forget of, like, I forget to do, like, the other things I'm interested in. Yeah, I feel like – sometimes I feel like I'm just – either working out or I'm telling other people to work out that I have to find other things. You're also a musician. Of working out. Yes. You're also a musician on the Which, side. Oh my goodness. Lately, I have not been able to do a lot of musician stuff because I've been so focused on mm-hmm. building clientele and that's not good. Mm-mm. Um, you know, because I am a very stressed out person, especially right now. And a lot of ways I let out stress is I do play music and I write songs. Mm-hmm. But it's been kind of put on the back burner. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You just got to change it up. All about just it changing it up and making your mind think a little bit differently to kind of help build yourself back up in the ways that you want to be built back up. You know, for me, one of the things I still love to do when I can is figure skating. I love getting on the ice for 30 minutes, putting on music, and just seeing what happens, seeing if I can create a mm-hmm. piece. I haven't done that in so long. Hey, I should tell you, I found another ice skating rink for you. Where? So, the one in Harlem? The one the, in Harlem's good. There's, at the track that I went to yesterday, there's an ice skating rink Ooh. there. It's already drained out for the summer, unfortunately. Oh, but it's an outdoor rink? It is an outdoor rink. So that is an option find them indoor to rinks. next winter. It's tough. I've never really, like, skated in the winter, like, in an outdoor rink, other than, like, the Rockefeller rink. It's always thrown me off that you are from Florida, but you did ice skating. I'm we like... We had to get out of the heat somehow, and that was how we did it. There were two rinks. There were actually four sheets of ice where I grew up, which is a lot in Florida to, like, have in one city. Like, two separate... Actually, I lie. There were five sheets of ice at one point, and then they changed one rink to a roller rink beside the point, but there were... Now there's four sheets of ice. Which is a lot. But my point being, skating is something I love and I enjoy. And it makes me think outside of the box. It makes me create something from nothing. And a lot of times with work, we are trying to create something from nothing. And when we get stuck in the ruts of what we're getting paid to do to create something from nothing, sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone and do something completely different, completely out of our box. And for me, that's usually skating and creating a piece and creating a program to a piece of music that speaks to me. And when I can do that, I can usually translate that back to my work and performing well and creating something beautiful and meaningful for any of my clients and anybody who I work for and making it impactful. Wow. That's a really great way to put it. Damn, you're insightful. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes. Yo, sometimes I am really thoughtful and really intuitive and intelligent, but not all the time. And I accept that. 
<laughs> you know? Not all the time. Not all I the time. I have my moments. I do have my moments. I do also have my moments, I would say. It's great. And you know what moment it is now? What moment is it? Time to go the fuck home. Oh, you said the magic words. Oh. Yes, y'all. We are going to go home. We are going to separate ourselves from our work. We're just going to go hang out. I'm going to go veg out. We're, we're going to go veg out a little bit. Another way to separate yourself from work. <sighs> yes, you want to have these creative outlets, but I need sometimes to you just need a legitimate break. I need to finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Netflix. I am so close, but so far. You know what movie we should watch? Wine Country. Ooh, yeah, that one looks great. I watched it last night, and I did not fully pay attention to it. Mm. But the parts I did see, they were really funny. Mm. And I could picture that being us when we're, like, in our 50s, 60s. Oh, yeah. Um, It's low-key my mom and her friends now. It's my mom and her friends. So... I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's end this stuff. Well, once again, guys, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 50. What? What? Stop the thunder at my door.